and welcome to Barry Aftercare, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton, and this is episode 99, The Gifts of Bariatric Surgery with Chris C., an eight-year post-op. Well, here we are in the thick of the holiday season. The holidays are, of course, a time of giving and receiving gifts. Today, and for the next few weeks, post-ops are going to share with you the gifts they have received as a result of having bariatric surgery. In addition, they'll share with you how they have shared those same gifts with others. Meet Chris Chastain, a man I have literally known for over half his life. In this episode, Chris shares the gifts he experiences on an ongoing basis as a result of having bariatric surgery. He also tells us how he shares those gifts with others, including you. You can find his contact information in the show notes if you'd like to get in touch with him. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Barry Aftercare. I am Dr. Connie Stapleton, and I am super excited tonight because I rarely have people on the show with me. And tonight I have one of my favorite people in the whole world, and I mean that very sincerely. I have known this man since he was a teenager, I think, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we are in holiday season, and because we're deep into holiday season, I wanted to talk about the giving and receiving of gifts. And the gift that I want to talk about these next couple of weeks leading to Christmas is the gift of bariatric surgery and the gifts that people have gotten and received from the choice they've made to have bariatric surgery and how they're sharing the gifts they've received with others. So welcome tonight, my good, good friend from a long, long time, Chris. Hi, Chris. Well, good evening. It's so good to see your face and to talk to you again. It's been it's been too long, too long, my friend. <laughs> it has been too long. How old That's were right. you when I first? How old were you when I first met you? Um, I believe I was probably maybe around seventeen ish. Um, okay. So my family had had found you and started you know seeing you on a regular basis, and I remember they they kept talking about Connie and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how wonderful she was and easy to talk oh. to. And I remember the first day that I met you, your office was still, I think, out on Columbia Road and Martinez. Yep. Um, and of course, down here we say Martinez, not Martinez. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> and um, it was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that, that's been a long time. Been a long time. We're not going to share your age, but I'm going to say that's been about half your life. (laughs) (laughs) I actually just turned 38 on Thanksgiving. So, (laughs) no way. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is so cool. That is so, so cool. And I love all of your family. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, how old were you when you had bariatric surgery? Oh gosh. Um, you're going to make me do some math here. So I had, How long ago was that? It was in 2013. So that okay. would have been, what, eight, I think eight years ago, right at eight years wow. ago. Wow. Yeah. So That's it was, awesome. I can remember the date. It was September 16th of 2013. 
Nice. It's funny how, how did you go ahead? I will say it's funny how after you after you have, or at least in my case, after you have bariatric surgery, you start to base different time frames in life off of when did the surgery happen? Because it's such a turning point. It was for me, and I'm sure it is for a lot of other people too. But um, it's like you, you re- everything revolves around your your September of 2013 date. <laughs> Absolutely. And how did you get to the point where you decided I'm going to do this? Um. So as a lot of people, it started. Um, I, it started very young when I was in second grade. Uh, that's when I started to put on the weight, and um, that impacted. It impacted every facet of my life growing up because it made you different. It made you the, you know, the person that sticks out, the one that it, it's easy to pick on, and it, it followed me into adulthood and. I probably went on every diet in the book and um, just kept trying and kept trying to, you know, get it off myself, exercise myself silly, and it would just come right back. And um, when I got into my 20s, um, got back into counseling um, with this lovely lady here. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, I don't know. At some point, it clicked where it was. It was something said. You know, you keep trying it your way, and it's not working for you. You know, maybe you need to listen to somebody else. Um, and I remember going to one of the seminars that they did way back in the day, where they would just tell you about the weight loss surgery and you know what you could expect and. Um, the first time I went, my insurance came back and said, you don't have this as a benefit right now. And I remember sitting in the office talking to you about it one day. And we were talking about my eating habits and things that I drink. And she, Connie says, Chris, you know, you can't drink sweet tea after you have bariatric surgery. And I looked at you like you had three heads. Because <laughs> I'm like, that did not make any sense to me. And I wasn't ready at that point. I know that I was not ready. And it took probably another two years before, you know, it clicked where, you know, you, you can't just, you can't go into this thinking you're going to just eat little tiny portions and be okay. You know, it's a revamp. You're relearning everything on how to eat and how to drink. Um, and. I mean, from there, um, I, I started another job and I had the coverage and um, I remember going to one of the nutritional sessions um, back in the day at Live Healthy MD. And, uh, you know, my thought was as long as you're eating a low fat diet and uh, you don't have to worry about your sugar, you don't have to worry about your carbohydrates, you should be fine. <laughs> It was Dr. Boland that was doing that, that seminar and he blew my mind. It it absolutely blew my mind. No wonder I've been spinning wheels because I would have a bowl of low fat cereal with skim milk for dinner with 
probably five tablespoons of sugar. And I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm, I got this. <laughs> you know, it, it, you're hungry again oh. in 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, didn't give, I didn't give the protein a second thought. I, I knew I was, I knew I was ready. I was tired of trying to do this on my own. And there was, um, there was a lot of learning leading up to it. So. And you were a very good student. I mean, you, you from the very get go, but this has been you with all of your endeavors. You just jump right in and you have always put forth the effort. And I think that's what leads to your success in all the things you've been doing in your life. Well, I try. Uh, and <laughs> I think one thing that it has taught me, um, and not saying that I've never been teachable, but um, it makes me stop and think about things now. Like maybe, maybe what you're doing is not the right way. Maybe you need to listen to another perspective or look at things through a different lens. Um, and that, so, that's, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. So maybe that is one of the gifts you've gotten from this process of going through the bariatric surgery is just realizing that there are many ways to look at something and having an open mind can be a good thing. So what did you weigh when you went in to have surgery? So. Well, I'll back up. So when I started the process, um, I, I had to go through a six month preparation process and my highest weight was 335 pounds. And um, to this day, I have that tattooed on my ankle um, as a reminder of where I came from. Now, when I got into surgery, I think I had gotten down to maybe around the 315 mark. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, it was enough, but you know, it wasn't like significant at the moment. Um, so I would say around 315 is what I was on surgery day. Okay. Yeah. And then? And then, <laughs> um, so the first couple of weeks, you know, it, it started to come off, you know, very, you know, quickly. Everybody, I think, stalls at week three and then, You'll lose more and then you stall and then you lose more. And by the 18, by the 18 month mark, I think, um, I had gotten down to my lowest, which was right at 168 pounds. And, um, and just for anybody out there, a lot of people, you will hit a very low spot and then your body will settle somewhere slightly higher than that. Don't, don't let that freak you out. It, it, it's going to happen. It's probably right. going to happen. But right. um, I, I got around the 180 mark and, you know, a medium sized shirt, a size 36 pants. That was my comfort zone. That that's where I settled. And I stayed that way for a very long time too. So good. And then you had skin removal surgery, correct? I did. I did. I had a few, actually. Um, So I was always very big in the stomach. And, of course, I had high hopes of, you know, all of that skin drawing back up and, you know, everything being great. Um, (laughs) It didn't happen that way. (laughs) Um, 
So 2015, I was able to get the paniculectomy, which is, you know, getting, you know, the front section of your stomach taken off. And um, that that summer was the first time I went. It was almost as exciting as having a bariatric surgery itself. Um, And then a few years later, I was able to, you know, go back and get um, my chest done, um, had some man boots going on there. And then uh, my lower back and sides, there were a lot of skin, a lot of skin hanging there. So I was able to get those fixed as well. So I was was very, very, very blessed. Very blessed. So tell me how your life is different in a healthier body, just being a healthier size. So how long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you want. So I will say, yeah, I will say that I I started to see the benefits of that so early. Like even with let's say a forty pound loss, um, I was in the grocery store one day, and it just dawned on me out of the blue how fast I was moving across the store. And it's like I haven't moved this fast. I I don't even remember when, and then going up and down the stairs, you know, so many things that we take for granted. And then I remember going into my attic one day and I always had to turn sideways to get up in it. It's one of those with the pull down ladders. And I was like, wait a minute, I have room on both sides. When did this happen? <laughs> so it was, wow, that's it, awesome. we, call them those, we, we call them those non-scale victories, but you you continuously see that, you know, I'm turning over in bed and I'm not gasping for breath. I can stoop down on the floor and get back up or being able to spend eight hours out doing yard work and I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm okay. And it, those are some of the biggest gifts I think I could have ever asked for. I could have ever asked for. It was, it was like it was like you were granted a whole new body, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you still have your aches and pains and things like that, but being able to being able to ride a bicycle again, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I remember telling my mom, I'm like, I'm thinking about trying a bicycle because I haven't been on that since I was probably ten years old. She's wow. like, Oh, I found you one at a yard sale, and getting back on it. And being able to ride it, it it was the most freeing feeling I think I've ever felt before. Um, just being able to get on the bike and ride was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. All those things you just talked about, and you used the word freedom, and it's it's such a powerful word. And a lot of times people will talk about, you know, feeling like you're in bondage when you're in, in a very obese body or when in like my case, you know, being addicted to a substance or because you're not free to do the kinds of things that you want to be able to do because you're held back in the case of obesity by the extra weight and the extra size. And so one of the greatest gifts has been freedom to live your life more fully. That's right. That's right. What I have ever gone hiking on a trail or riding a bike down, you know, out in the woods, down a path at 300 pounds, there's no way, there's no way, you know, being able to ride something out there 
<laughs> yeah. And now with your job, you travel. And how would that have been at 300 and some pounds? Oh, that would have been a mess because um, getting on an airplane, I mean, those those little seats are small to begin with. I probably would have been one of those that had to buy two seats, you know, because not only was I big in the front, I mean, I, I was a bit wide as well. And funny story, <laughs> funny story. Um, when I was still at my heaviest, I went in for a job interview. Um, back then, I went to school to be a teacher. And I was interviewing at a middle school. And I walked in and sat down with the principal to start the interview. I broke the chair. Oh, the my chair gosh. Broke. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> You could have, I, I wish I could have crawled under the floor and oh. no, I did not get that job. <laughs> that is but so I, heartbreaking though. You know, just so it humiliating. It is, but honey, I can laugh about it now. You know, I mean, it, it happened and it was, it was, it was horrible in the moment, but you know, now it's funny and now it's, it's like, I am so blessed to not be there anymore, you know? Yes. Yes. So, you know, people don't know you, but I, you mentioned working in the yard for eight hours and being able to do it and being tired, but being able to do it. And this man is gifted. Do you hear me when I say this man is <laughs> gifted as a gardener? I just told him, Chris, when you're finished work, will you come and do my house? <laughs> he is very talented. And he I, did before. He did decor he did do the flowers at my house when I, I lived did. closer by. I did. Yes, I, you are a talented man. Oh thank you. I, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Um, this past summer I I put in a French drain on my own and it was uh it was a bit more than I anticipated, but I made it happen. Um, I've put in a couple of sprinkler systems on my own and wow. just going back to, you know, the weight loss surgery. I mean, there, there's no way I would have been able to do that. Not at 300 pounds. You just, yeah. Not me. <laughs> Can't do it. So you have received many gifts as a result of losing weight and maintaining that weight loss. How have you shared those gifts? How has that affected the people in your life? And I know you have a very close family. You've got a wife, you know, you've got amazing animals. <laughs> well, I will say that um, when I was going through the process, I had a friend that worked with me at the time. Her name is May. And she had gone through it about 10 years prior and she, you know, helped me so much to prepare by answering questions and telling me, don't do this. Be sure you don't screw that up and so forth. So after I had my surgery and I started to lose the weight, I just, I shared, I, you know, some people are very private when they have a weight loss surgery and they don't want people to know that that's the way that they're getting their weight off. And that that's perfectly okay. Thousand percent. Okay. I sang like a mockingbird. I told, you know, when people had questions, I said, yes, this is exactly what I did. Um, 
this is how it's going. And then people, people start to, I don't know if follow you is the right word, but they, they come back to you for more questions. And I lost count as to how many people at my job ended up going through the process after me. Um, and I've even had a family member, you know, do it after me. And, you know, just being there to listen and to, you know, talk about the gotchas and the things that, you know, I screwed up on. You know, I, I, I have a friend that went through the sleeve not too long ago and I we were we were having a conversation. It was it was probably a couple of months back. And I said, I'm gonna tell you now, you know, the first time you try rice, you better be very, very careful because you know, it's gonna sneak up on you and it's going to hurt. It's going to be wow. painful because I had paved that dirt road. <laughs> right. I, I, I think when you're able to, when you're able to speak back, you know, to other people and tell them, here's what you can expect. Um, you know, have, have some grace on yourself. Every day is not going to be great. You're going to screw up at times, you know, but just keep going, keep going. And I'm still in one of the support groups online and, you know, I, I am very busy these days, but I still like to get on there when I'm seeing people going in, they're nervous. I was like, just get in there, show up and then go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you're going to be on this side of healthy and you're going to rock it. So oh. I, I think, I think as long as you can, as long as you can, share with others your your successes but your failures as well and the people in this group they've seen me fall down before and mm -hmm. I, I think being transparent like that i i think that's that's almost a gift because people need to see that it's mm -hmm. real it, you know you can screw up and you know you can get yourself back out of the mud puddle as well Exactly. And I love that you're being real about that because it's not all smooth sailing, right? It's not about perfection. No. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get it right every day. Um, I, I will say uh, the first probably seven years um, were you know really good. Did I get it wrong sometimes? Of course. Absolutely. But um, instead of having that diet mentality that, you know, you had to be, um, I think getting rid of that was a big help. But at the same time, you know what your guidelines are. Um, you know, the bariatric 101, you know what goes in first and what should never go in again. <laughs> um, but there have been there have been times where I've hit regain. Um, not long ago, it was probably back in 2020, I think it was where I put on a good 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you take your if you take your eyes off the road for a moment, it can happen. Mm -hmm. It can happen. Those bad habits I have found that I was able to keep at bay for so long, they're still back there in the wings and they're waiting. Sure. Buddy, they are waiting to keep <laughs> their heads out. Yeah. Um, so I, I started on my own. You know, I'm tracking my food and I'm exercising and everything I eat is going in my fitness pal. Beautiful. And I wasn't, I wasn't losing. 
it, I wasn't losing. So I said, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do what I did before. I'm going to have somebody else tell me what am I doing wrong. And so I went back to my dietitian, and lo and behold, you know, when you're trying to get back on track, you know, you're, you're in the beginning, everything is about watching your protein and about watching your carbohydrates. But, you know, when you're several years out, your calories play a big part in your maintaining or losing weight. And buddy, I was, I was going way over what I should have been. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize it. Um, Interesting. As soon as, as soon as I had a dietitian say, you know, these are your guidelines for getting the weight back off. Um, I found success and, you know, not long after that, I had a work trip. Um, so I didn't fly until I was probably 35 years old. And, um, I remember running through the airport because I had a connector flight. My jeans were falling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I did it. Dang it. I did it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That is so, so cool. I mean, there's, it's an ebb and flow there. There, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have those times where things life is going to happen. And I was talking to you yesterday about what's happening with me right now. Um, you know, COVID hit back in 2020 and about the same time, my father had a massive stroke. And, you know, we're like, well, we're stocking up on food because we don't know what the hell is going to happen. And uh, it became a crutch. It became a crutch to have junk food and things that are not good for us in the house. And if you're complacent with it long enough, um, you'll suddenly realize one day you're 40 pounds overweight you're carrying 40 pounds too much. And that's what I'm carrying right now. And at some point, I think you have a, you have an aha or a wake up moment where, you know, you, you can gain some weight and you can still hide it. Your clothes will still fit. But when you put one of that right. favorite shirts on and it's, it's snug, it's like, Oh shit. It, you know, it, it's time to get yeah. serious. It's time serious. Yeah. But I will say, I will say this, Connie, be to get that off. Um, I feel like I have such a strong foundation from what I learned yes. way back that wasn't that long ago, but I know, I know what the guidelines are. I know right. exactly what the guidelines are. And, um, and I, it will come back off. It will. Um, we're we're Absolutely. we're about at that point where I'm like, okay, this this scared the shit out of me when I put this shirt on. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. time for action. For action. So I love that. It, it, I love that. Yeah, I, and it's just it's being. I think it's being honest. I mean, I mm-hmm. I can't blame the pandemic anymore. I can't blame COVID. I can't blame you know my dad having a stroke. That was three years ago. You know. At, you know, at this point, I've made a choice to not do what I was supposed to be doing, and it eventually catches up with you. Um, <laughs> but but that's okay. That's okay. It's fixable. It's fixable. Yep. So. And that right there, my friend, is why you are one of my favorite people ever. 
You don't make excuses. You're accountable. You know what's what. And you're right. You have a very good foundation. And you will go back and get to where you want to be. And it's not about a number or a size necessarily. It's about being able to continue to do the things you want to do and have the freedom to live the way you want to live. That's right. That's right. And and not just and not just the food that you're taking in, but you know, are you taking care of you? Are you, you know, doing the supplements that you're supposed to be taking every day? Are you drinking the right amount of water every day? Right. You know, those are some of the things it's easy to uh, you know, like I said, push those aside and you know, those bad habits, they're they're waiting. They are waiting in the wings. You know, yep. uh, Shannon, Shannon and I got sick um, a few weeks ago, um, <laughs> right after we took the flu shot. <laughs> and we were in bed for two. I know we were in bed for uh. two days. Just it, it was horrendous. Uh. And really, the only thing either of us could eat was like soup and saltine crackers. And you know, mm-hmm. on a normal basis, I wouldn't even bring those into the house. But after right. a couple of days of being sick, you go back to the store. Oh, let me get another box of these crackers. And before mm-hmm. you even realize that habit has snuck its way back in because they're right. they're empty. Right. They're empty folks. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's about being aware all the time, being accountable, right? And may, having those guardrails, having those guidelines, you know, it's like, okay. It's time. It's time to get a little strict with myself because it sounds like you really enjoy your life. I do. I do. I, I, you know, I like being able to, I like being able to breathe. (laughs) Yeah. What a gift, right? That was, that's one thing I remember at my heaviest is how hard it was to breathe at times. You know, you walk, you know, five steps up the street to the mailbox and you're gasping for breath. Um, yeah. Or you, you sit on the floor to play with your nieces and nephews and trying to get back up, you need a crane. <laughs> yeah. You know, those are, yeah. those are, those are things I, I, I cherish. I cherish that. Yes. Cherish. You are big on family. And that's another way your gift, the gifts you've received from bariatric surgery, you've shared with others because you are all about those nieces and nephews and your family, and you're able to do so many things with them that you wouldn't have been able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they came along, my, my nieces and nephews, they started coming along right about that time when I was getting ready for, you know, having the procedure. And um, I have been able to play on the playground with them, chase them, play freeze tag. On the trampoline, go swimming. I mean, just so much that I, I, I would have missed out on that. I would have missed out. Yes, had I and they would have missed out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they would have missed out on an amazing man named you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and fitting in the bathtub. I forgot about that one. That was another. No, big that's one a good too. one. When you, yeah, yeah, when you can sit in the bathtub and not feel like you're gonna, you know, need the jaws of life to come get you out. 
<laughs> it's the little things. It's it really is the little things. For sure. But you know what? I was just thinking too. The fact that so many men are hesitant to share. I love that um, you are doing that. When I go to conferences and stuff, I I hear men talking a lot about I need other males who have been through this, you know, mm-hmm. to to talk about it with. So I'm so glad that you're out there talking about it. Yeah. Well, I, I figure I figure as long as you are honest and try to stay as accountable as possible, um, you know, hopefully that will, you know, make me know when I need to straighten up and to, you know, get myself back in gear. Um, just like with, with addiction, we talk a lot or we learn a lot in the beginning with bariatric surgery that, you know, you can, you can find yourself having addiction to certain things, you know, after that weight comes off. And I I was like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm probably good. I think I avoided this. Um, but you know, I, I've had experiences with, um, you know, flirting with alcohol and other, you know, pills and things of that nature. And it's very, very real. Um, and I think, I don't think it can be shared enough. Like I'm not trying to divulge like every skeleton in my closet, but at the same time, people need to know it is a slippery, slippery slope. And thank, I don't know. Thank you for saying that. Know, yeah, I don't know what made it, what, you know, having weight loss surgery did to make it so much slippy, slippier. Is that, is that a word? <laughs> it works. But it, it works. It did. It did. Mm-hmm. So. I really am grateful that you brought that up because I'm forever talking about that. And it's one of those things that until it's like, wow, I guess that could happen with me. You know, and thank you for talking about that. And nobody is immune. No, no. So um, I hope I can share this real quick. So there was um, there was a time afterwards that um, and I, I never had any I never had any kind of drug issues or, you know, things like that growing up. Um, I should have known when I came home from surgery. Oh, I really enjoyed that pain mess. <laughs> but I will tell you, I, I will tell you, there was a day that I went to the gas station and I was I was looking for some kind of pick me up, like caffeine or something. And they handed me something behind the counter, and they're like, "Well, here, try this." And I didn't know what it was, and. I ended up trying it and I, I lost an entire year to addiction from this Mm. one little substance perfectly legal around town. Um, and then what is the name of this little substance sold, sold in uh, gas stations? Oh, I'll tell you. So the scientific name is called Mitragena speciosa. And if you go into oh, a store, like something gonna, from Harry Potter. I know <laughs> you're going to see it called <laughs> kratom. Some people call it kratom, K-R-A-T-O-N, and um, it's advertised. They sell it in pill form. They sell it in liquid, little like a five-hour energy almost. And oh, um, 
and I, and I, of course, I don't judge anyone that, you know, uses it. It, it, it was like a warm hug for several months and it feels amazing until it's not. Um, long story short, I ended up in a support group and the turning point was where I'm reading an autopsy report that someone shared where their loved one overdosed on this product. And he was, you know, 40, 50 years old, post gastric bypass. Wow. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I am done. Shannon looked at me that night and she said, you're done. <laughs> because what, what the stuff is, is it's very, it, it acts very similar to taking an opioid. Um, and it, um, like I said, at first it feels great and then it takes more and then it takes more and pretty soon your entire day can revolve around it. Um, oh, gosh. So, you know, people just please be careful, please be careful. And anything can turn into an addiction. Anything yes. can turn into an addiction. I've tried to abuse caffeine pills before. So, I mean, you, yeah. you just, you have to be so careful. Um, I, I don't, I don't keep Klonopin in the house anymore. Um, Good for you. It used to be, I could have a bottle and it would last me an entire year if I have an anxiety flare up. And, you know, that was just another addiction that popped up. And now if I get it from the doctor, I get five at a time. That's it. So good for you. uh, Good for you. If if you don't hear anything else, just know it is a slippery slope. Be careful. (laughs) That is a very, very important message, especially coming from someone who is walking that journey. I mean, I'm a recovering addict. I get it completely. But I haven't had weight loss surgery. So hearing it from you is going to have a whole lot more meaning to this community. So I appreciate so much you're sharing that. And it's maybe it's because of our, you know, our, our digestive system. So, you know, being rerouted and snipped and cut, you know, we absorb things so much quicker. And um, I don't know if that, maybe that plays a part in it. You know, when you try a substance for the first time and it hits you within five minutes. Yes. Um, and then it has the ability to, you know, it, it can take control before you can even blink. Unfortunately. And I love that you are so highly aware of how good your life is that when something start gets out of control like that for you, you say, I'm done. You told the doctor, don't give me any more than five of these at a time. No more of that stuff from behind the counter at the gas station. I mean, good, 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 good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, that was um, just one more word on that, you know, because I know people will see that in the store and I'm not trying to bash it or anything, but um, I ended up in a a support group on Facebook with 4,000 other people and people, what I heard repeatedly is coming off of it is worse than coming off of heroin. Oh, God. 
Yes, be very, very careful. And you said, you know, your one of your words was it, it pops up. That's why they call it whack-a-mole addiction. You know, you pop something down and another yeah. one pops up. So, yeah, it's a slippery slope. So be very, very careful so that you can continue to enjoy and the gifts you've received from making the choices that you have and sharing them with others. You know, you have been amazing. I love that you shared all of these things. Um, and, and I think one of the overall messages is it is so worth it, but it's not always easy. No, it's not. It's not. Um, you know, there's, there's days where, you know, you're, you're just, you're down in your feelings or you're just not having the best day. And, you know, sometimes you feel, well, I deserve to do X, Y, Z, eat the whole pizza, you know, to, you know, uh, get into the Halloween candy. And you, you just, you have to, I, I think you have to constantly be on your guard. So <laughs> I, I did that back this past Halloween. I mean, I don't, I don't go out and buy candy, but for the trick or treaters, we've got a big bucket of candy sitting in the living room. And what am I doing? Let me just get a piece of that. Let me just get a piece of that. And then per, before you know it, you're dumping up and down the boulevard. And it's like, for, for what? For what? <laughs> yeah. One more lesson learned again. I, I, again, again. So yeah, that's funny. I, I do tell people even even years out from a bariatric procedure, even when you can eat, you know, more than you could before, that little pouch will still teach you a lesson when it needs to. It does. That's a good thing. It does. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right, my friend. I can't thank you enough. You are a gift in my life and have been for years. I treasure you and your family. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Likewise. You you've yeah. done you've done more for my family than I could even, I, I could probably write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should write a book about your family. You've got an amazing family. And by the way, you guys have done all the work. I've just been there to uh give hugs and a little bit of encouragement along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and every I once in a while, Swift kicking the ass, right? Yes, yes. I, oh, I won't never forget that day. I, I, I was <laughs> sitting in the office one day, and I was just boo hoo hoo, boo boo boo. Uh, I I hadn't done something that you had given me for homework, and she takes her papers and she slams them down, and she says, "All right." You ain't coming back here until you do what I told you to do. You're not coming back for another session. <laughs> it was, it was, su it hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings oh. and I needed it. I needed it. <laughs> oh, you're a gem. You are a gem through and through. But it, All it, right, makes my a, friend. it makes a huge difference when you have someone that you can say anything to. I've told people before, I could confess murder to Connie. <laughs> I could tell her mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, that makes all the difference. That makes all the difference. It does. You know, when you have a safe person. So. Yes. Well, I shall always be a safe person for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you for sharing all you've shared with this community. And, Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to post this tonight yet, so it'll be on the podcast, Berry Aftercare. And uh, I'm going to share a video with all the Berry Aftercare participants, all right? All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm on Facebook if people have any questions. I, I try to be open book. So, you know, if you're getting ready to go through this journey or you, you've just recently gone through it, you know, you know that I'm, I'm more than willing to answer questions. So. You better put your last name out there because I didn't do that. So. Oh, yeah, it's Chastain. It's C-H-A-S-T-A-I-N. First name is Chris. My profile picture is something goofy from it's Snapchat. Hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. I'll, put your, I'll put your Facebook link on the, on the podcast notes, sure. okay? Perfect. Thank you. All right, my friends. I will see you again later this week on BarryAfterCare.com. And Chris, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Barry Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www. Dot ConnieStapletonPhD.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life. <laughs>